Hi, and thanks so much for joining us again for one of our occasional important discussions, frankly, about your money. We call our little show Money Talks, and periodically we like to bring you important information and answer some of your questions because it seems like everybody has the same questions, especially when it comes to the stock market. It can be overwhelming, and if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have somebody that you're living with who's an expert, well, you need to know who to ask those questions to, and we're lucky today to have three great experts. Sitting to my immediate right, Mike Feiner, a gentleman who has been dealing in everybody else's money for a very long time, including mine, so I can vouch for you, and Gary Kuhn, an associate as well, with whom I have a long and very pleasant relationship, Gary, and thank you so much for everything that you've also done. And joining us today, also another great associate, Dave Henry, uh, thanks. it's wonderful to be able to add you to our list of experts because you bring a totally different perspective, and that's what I think is so important, mm -hmm. to have different mm -hmm. perspectives on things that are so important to all of us right. that, frankly, a lot of us just don't understand. And one of the biggest things that people don't understand is like the differences in, in, in what you buy. And, and what you invest in, is it, is it a stock? Is it a, what kind of company? Is it futures? Let's start with that. Let's start with that amorphous topic. <laughs> Dave? Uh, well, this is a cute story, okay? Just to share it really quickly. Um, I had the opportunity to spend some time with the former Red Sox player, Manny Ramirez. Remember oh, him? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Manny being Manny. Yeah, Manny. Manny well, being now, yeah. it's um, the point. Of the, the point of the story was after spending time with me, he said, "Dave, can you help me manage my money?" And at the time, I was working for a very affluent family, and I said, "Manny, as much as I'd like to help you, I really can't, because managing money is a holistic task. To throw out investment ideas, I would be doing you a disservice. I really have to understand what your needs are." both from a lifestyle standpoint, your current income, future desires, and stuff like that. And just by giving you ideas, I would be doing you a disservice. So I ended up passing them off to someone else. I bring up this story because everyone's different. And I'm sure with all the clients that Mike has and stuff like that, he has a variety of different um, portfolios set up based on their needs. And I think we as professionals the most important thing we can do is assess those kind of needs for the individuals. And we put together what I refer to as an investment policy statement, which looks at your return requirements and your risk tolerance, and then various components like taxes, uh, liquidity, and so on and so forth. But it's important to do that front-end work so that as we go through these um, ebbs and flows in the market, we can advise our client appropriately. So, and help define exactly absolutely, what absolutely. the different stocks and so forth are. Gary? I think to build on that, one of, just as just one example of tailoring uh, a portfolio, for example, and deciding what to invest in or what to buy is the emergence of socially responsible investing as just sort of one area. Say more about that. What does that mean? Well, it, there's, there are a number and I think increasing number of people that um, want their portfolio to reflect their values. For instance, like green building. Could be green. It could be. I don't. I don't want to support. Um, it could be um, 
gun manufacturers. It could be t sometimes it's tobacco. Um, you so know, sometimes tobacco political issues. Mm -hmm. Could be political oh, sure. issues, etc. Or I want to. I really want to support companies that are based in and employ folks in the United States, as opposed to internationally, yeah. even. Interesting. So. Um, Understanding those um, social values is just one component to tailoring a, a portfolio that is going to um, not only, obviously within that you want to choose companies that have great management that, you know, that are going returns. to do well, right? <laughs> have returns, but also have social or psychic returns to the client. Um, and so just the, just one item that came to mind when Dave was talking That's about that. That's an interesting that. you know, thought that a lot of people don't think about because you are counselors for your mm -hmm. clients and this is not about your politics or your beliefs. And that's so true and I think you know, both of those global um, end games is very important as you discuss how a client is going to invest. First of all, what are their goals? What is their risk tolerance? What are their needs? What is their situation? What are their specific? It's okay uh, to talk social... about me personally. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many needs. Yeah. Don't, I have don't a lot we of all. needs. Don't we all? But whatever someone's needs are, whether it's current income, whether it's growth, whether it's retirement, whether it's college education, once you establish that uh, those specific endpoints and those goals, then we can decide: is that person someone who should invest in index funds, which are one sort of instrument, which may invest in the total stock market so for example what's an index fund right? let's just sure. stop even right there yeah so everyone's familiar with the dow jones industrial average or the s p 500 that sort of flash on the screen so recently the dow jones industrial average for example just broke twenty-two thousand. well what does that mean well the dow jones industrial average has thirty stocks anything from apple to exxon mobil so the dow jones company picks these thirty stocks Every year or two, they may take one in or take one out. And they do a computation of those 30 stocks, which right now equals approximately 22,000. Essentially, you're buying, if you buy a fund that invests in a so-called index fund, the fund will buy on your behalf those 30 stocks inside the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 stocks. You own exactly what that index owns. So if it goes up, you know, half a percent, you go up a half a percent generally. If it goes down a half a percent, you go down. Um, so there's a big push, or at least there's a big movement in investing to invest with the indexes <laughs> so that you can just follow the index. And for some people, that, that can be uh, something that's very valuable and, and a good approach. But if somebody says, I have $5,000 in my life savings, you might not necessarily tell them to take that money and invest it in the stock market. Exactly. That person, you may say, it's my life savings and that's what I have and they may be better off with a CD or a bond. Um, at the same time, if you have someone who has $5,000 and is 23 years old, you may say, hey, why don't you buy an index fund to follow the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which we suspect over 10, 20, or 30 years will, will go up over time. Um, then they have mutual funds, and a mutual fund is similar to an index fund in that it's a congregation of 
different people's money, but there's a manager buying stocks for you. It may not follow an index, but it may follow a style. For example, it may just buy large companies or small companies and whatnot. Or you can go the old-fashioned route and just buy individual stocks. You just buy the companies directly for your portfolio. So you sort of have these three different approaches which you have to be cognizant of. I don't think anybody's putting money in the bank anymore, are they? Well, you, you know what you get in the bank, zero, you know, in yeah. terms of the rate Same of Same thing you get under your like mattress. That. But just to, to augment what Mike was talking about, there has been numerous studies talking about the overall return that someone would get in terms of the equity market. And that the bulk of it is, is predicated on the beta of the, of the portfolio. And the studies show that 96% of the return of any fund is, is predicated on that component of the market. So the, the, the appeal of the index fund is great. Since 96% of the return is going to come from the, the, the beta, why don't I just have it in the market? Why don't I just put it in, in the market at a very, very low cost? I think they're as, as low as 0.12%. Um, you know, so it's a very inexpensive way. Well, to Dave's point, uh, the most important thing in the market is deciding the so-called beta is whether are you buying in the market, buying stocks, or are you in cash, or mm -hmm. are you buying bonds? Right. So, for example, we've had people who came to us this year and say, I don't understand, my advisor, I'm not doing that well this year. The market's up, it's at all-time highs, but I'm not making any money. So, okay, well, let's take a look at your portfolio. And when you look at it, so, well, you, you own a lot of bonds. And the bonds do not return and, right, the same bonds way. Bonds return maybe 1%, 2% if you're lucky. And said, so, well, what did you tell your advisor? And I said, well, I told my advisor that I wanted my money safe and I don't want fluctuation. Mm -hmm. I said, well, that's exactly what your advisor did for you. They bought bonds which don't fluctuate. You get minuscule returns, but you're certainly not going to get stock market returns unless you're actually in the stock market. So today's point, that's you know one real big component is the stock market may be up nicely this year internationally and mm -hmm. domestically, but the decision has to be made. Are you in or are you out? Mm -hmm. Then from there, if you're in stocks or bonds, you have to decide, are you going to buy an index fund? Are you going to buy Apple stock? Are you going to buy TJX stock? You know, are you going to buy... What, what, what sort of stock are you going to own is, is a separate, mm -hmm. a separate and, decision. And the question, like you brought up mm -hmm. when we first started, is what do you, what do you, what's your long-term goal here? Right, exactly. I mean, right. are you taking your money that you're hoping mm -hmm. to retire on? Because if you are, then you, you have to make, everybody says stocks and bonds in the same sentence as if stocks and bonds, but it's really two very different right. things. And the bond market is a, is a lot more stable, to your mm -hmm. point about returns. So people need to speak to experts about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are, are other um, areas like uh, real estate, precious metals. You know, there's even hybrids sort of between the stocks and bonds. There's sort of so there's a and even within stocks, we were talking about domestic or U.S. versus international versus big companies, small companies, industries, whether yeah. you're in technology or with, whether you're in healthcare. So even within a particular asset class, you have decisions uh, to make in order to be balanced and have diversity. Uh, and, you know, in talking about the difference between individual securities 
and um, either mutual funds or um, ETFs, exchange traded funds, it's an interesting discussion because with individual stocks, there is a certain amount of uh, transparency in the sense that you know what you own. I mean, you know if you have mm -hmm. Apple or, mm -hmm. or Amazon or you know AT&T in your portfolio, and you can tell and you can control, really, the socially responsible aspect that we're talking about as opposed to if you're in a, you know, in a, a fund or an ETF that owns the entire S&P 500, you know, you're not going to really, you can't change that other than to sell a piece of that overall index. So uh, there's, there's a different approach and it has some different flexibility to it if you have individual positions that you know what you own. I, I, you right. Know. And in the last couple of minutes that we have here, I think it's really important that we reinforce what we say all the time to consumers is you really have to know who you're dealing mm -hmm. with. You need to have an expert um, on speed dial, <laughs> right? Well, it takes a long time to, to, to make that money and save. You know, um, the most precious thing that uh, we all hold to our vest is, you know, that savings. It's to, it, but uh, one last point I wanted to bring up. And we these have guys, two minutes. Two minutes, okay, is the importance of diversification. And that's really the only free lunch we have in the investment. The ability to help um, mitigate that ebbs and flows that the market provides us by having not only stocks, bonds, but as Gary pointed out, real assets. You know, think about international. Um, something that will help counterbalance um, the market. Gary, your last thoughts? Uh, I, I agree with that. And, and do know what you own. And, and also know what's happening in the world. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we, we're here, right, is to right. talk about these issues and to make sure you understand what's happening not only with companies and the companies and the um, positions that you own, but also what's happening in the political world, what's happening to the economy, what's happening with regards to changes in the economy, like the retail area or robotics or whatever and how that might impact what you own in your investments. Your two pals made such good points that you only have 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are, they are very articulate. Uh, my, I think my only point would be, hey, whatever your goals are, make sure that your tactical strategy for whether it's individual stocks, exchange traded funds, mutual funds, diversification, stocks, bonds, precious metals, make sure that they're nested and, and linked together. And that's the most important factor in the investment plan, that your goals link up with what you're actually doing and you understand uh, you know, your approach. And from my consumer perspective, from being an advocate for so many years, folks, really make sure you know with whom you are working and that you trust that person because there's nobody other than your immediate family members who are more important to you, take it from me. Mike Feiner, Gary Kuhn, and it's nice to meet you. We oh. had not met before today, oh, but you're another wealth of information. Dave Henry, thanks for joining no us. Problem. And thanks so much for watching, folks. Uh, we hope that we've answered some of your questions. Get an expert, and remember there is no such thing as a stupid question when it comes to your money. See you again next time.